0: And now, the Husker Athletic Director Show with Bill Moose, presented by the Woodhouse Auto Family. Woodhouse Auto Family, shop Woodhouse first. 18 brands, 18 locations, one team to help you get on the road faster. Woodhouse Auto Family, the official auto dealer of Nebraska athletics. And now, here's your host, Greg Sharp. Delighted to have the Husker Athletic Director with us for the next hour. If you want to be a part of the program here, the, here's the phone number, 531-546-86. That is our Sports Highly Hotline, brought to you by the Woodhouse Auto family, bringing you more choices in brands, locations, and service. Experience the difference. Purchase with confidence. This is Woodhouse. That number also operates as a text number as well. If that works out better for you, we can go... Get your text questions passed on to Bill during the next hour. We've not spoken, sir, for a while. We, we have so many basketball games to make up in February, <laughs> we couldn't squeeze you in. So it's been two
1: months. I hope you're doing well. Oh, I'm doing well, and, and there's uh, been a lot going on. So uh, I'm glad we get to chat and uh, get, to, uh, get some news out to our fans and uh, excited for where we're headed now, finally. Well, the news of the day
0: and great to have you with us tonight because it dropped today from the Big Ten office that they will start allowing, according to local health guidelines, fans to come in to events starting immediately. And so that certainly affects baseball, softball. You have soccer that's going on. You have two home volleyball matches and obviously a spring football game later on in the spring. Uh, let me, on behalf of Husker Nation, thank you and thank Ronnie Green because I know you two gentlemen have been pushing hard for this for months, but your thoughts about finally getting to this point.
1: Well, uh, it, it's been a year uh, just about to the day, Greg, since, um, you know, we shut everything down, and, and it, it's been a, a a difficult year. It, um, it There's... There's been so many things that I think are good about it. I think we've come closer together as a staff. I know our fans have just been fabulous, and uh, now instead of saying "Go Big Red," I'm going to say, "Come Big Red, come back to our venues (laughs) because you can finally." And uh, uh, you know, we've talked all through um, really the the well the past year, but. on the attendance piece, since September, when um, uh, I, Ronnie Green and I were primarily the the um, the the lone people that were really fighting uh, hard, I, I can say to uh, have local authorities determine whether or not we could have fans and how many we could have, and as we all know that that ended up being a decision by the Big Ten. Uh, And that would be the presidents and chancellors who have the final say uh, that uh, there would not be fans in the stands and uh, it's been devastating, I know, to our budgets. Uh, It's been uh, very, very hard on our our coaches and our staff and especially our student athletes. But uh, just as as, uh, frustrating for our fans and uh, that's why I'm smiling today and the people Uh, here in Memorial Stadium are excited because we have a a new little skip to our step as we're preparing all aspects of having our great fans back in our venues.
0: All right, let's get into this, uh, some of the specifics. I know you have worked closely with the Lincoln-Lancaster County health officials. What kind of markers are they allowing you to put into Bowland stadium for softball, Haymarket park for baseball, the Devaney center for volleyball, and then eventually Memorial stadium for football. What, what, what conversations have you had? And do you have
1: levels set now? Well, we do. And, and, uh, as I describe them, I, I want our people to understand that those can change and, um, and they, they could go either direction, but, uh, mm-hmm. I'm confident that they will increase. But, um, Right now, baseball uh, is approximately 2,700 that uh, will, will uh, be allowed to uh, come into, uh, into uh, our stadium, uh, 675 in softball, soccer, uh, 675. Um, and uh, volleyball, which we just have, you mentioned this, um, just have two matches left. Right. At home, and uh, we we we're going to have up to 2,400 in in that venue. So, what, Greg? I feel so good uh, for our fans, but you know, think of uh, these seniors and such, uh, especially in these spring sports, um, who were had their seasons cut short last spring and now finally are going to be able to play in front of some fans. So um, this this is uh, just tremendous. and those numbers can change. Uh, well, I know we'll talk about football in a bit, but uh, uh, this this is just a, a big help and and we're gonna be able to realize it immediately. Okay,
0: volleyball is is home next weekend uh, for their their final two matches with Penn State. Baseball and softball have their home openers this weekend. What should the folks need to know? How, how are you going to divvy those tickets up? What, what information do they need to know if, if they are interested in attending one of these games here this weekend?
1: Yeah, well, season uh, ticket holders in, in those sports, Greg, well, they, they will have received information and possibly have already uh, and and uh, they w- we will take care of them first. General public will have the opportunity for the remaining tickets, and um, now we're going to have to be careful. Still, we we've got to be conscious of the fact that uh, uh, we're going to there will be. Uh, social distancing uh, the, those things are 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 just being wrapped up here once we got these numbers and also face coverings are going to be required and and we got to be real smart because we don't want these these numbers to go down we want them to increase as we go on through these seasons okay so season
0: ticket holders if you have a, if you're a season ticket holder in one of those sports be looking for some information from the athletic department and then if you if you're not You'll just have to uh, wait until they get make their way through that, but see if there's some leftover tickets uh, moving forward. Okay, let's let's jump into the spring game. May first is what we've been kind of been told for that game. What are you thinking for capacity there, and when can people start reaching out and finding out about tickets for the, the spring football game?
1: Well, yeah, that um, we're, right now we're looking at at fifty uh, percent uh the this the same thing uh holds true as i'm I'm reading these notes because I want to make sure that our friends who are listening uh, get this down. Of course, the game is is on May 1st at uh, 1 pm uh, and we do expect approximately fifty percent capacity, but that could increase uh, and we think maybe as high as seventy five percent. so, um, right now, we're, we're basing it on 50. Uh, those tickets, spring game tickets, uh, will go on sale on Huskers.com beginning next week. Uh, and uh, Thursday, April 1st, at 10 a.m. to season ticket holders and donors. And then f- the next day, Friday, the second, uh, again at 10 a.m. to the general public. Uh, there, we're, we're, right now, we're planning on 7,500 tickets to be held for the general public. You know, that's uh, traditionally, Greg, um, uh, the the only time that non-season ticket holders uh, through the years have been able to to get in Memorial Stadium. So we don't want to forget them. There, there's so many loyal Huskers that uh, that's been their only opportunity that have driven from. Hundreds of miles from various states to see our spring game, and that's why we've had sold-out uh, Memorial Stadium for our spring games. So uh, we also are going to uh, have our our suites uh, occupied. Uh, we I put out uh, some information on that today, which will be great for them, and. Um, uh, we we're going to be uh, – unfortunately, we, we can't have kids free at the spring game as we have in the past. We'll get back to that hopefully next year. But there are some things that we've got to guard against a bit here, and we want to make sure we take as care of as many as, as we possibly can of our great fans. Oh, no doubt. Well, so let me recap. We've thrown a lot of numbers at folks
0: here. Let me just kind of recap on what Bill just kind of laid out for you. Baseball approximately twenty seven hundred, volleyball approximately twenty four hundred for their matches against Penn State next week. Both soccer and softball. So Hibner and Boland Stadium six seventy five for them. And baseball tickets will go on sale tomorrow at ten a.m. And then the football a week from tomorrow. Season ticket holders will have first dibs at those as well. So just some exciting news, and and again, Bill just. a a big thank you to you and and i know chancellor green as well because you you two have, have not minced words you have been pushing you've wanted to get people in there you've wanted the local health authorities to kind of have a say in this thing and so we appreciate your efforts i know you probably felt like you were banging your head against the wall a lot of the times but we appreciate your efforts and what you've done over the last eight nine months
1: well thank you greg and and uh Uh, we've been persistent, um, at times. I know myself, I haven't been as patient, uh, but we got the message through and, and as things, you know, we got to drop back and, and look at, uh, the fact that the vaccinations are occurring now. Uh, we, we have a far better feel for, uh, this, this opponent that we've been battling for a year now. And, um, uh, we're we're seeing uh, uh, restaurants and lounges and all all kinds of businesses uh, get back on the upswing. And that's important too. and i I want to touch on that because it is important. our Our local merchants, and especially the hospitality uh, businesses, really got hit last year because uh, we we didn't have the the, uh, the fans in town that they're typically expecting and depending on. So um, we're, we're getting them back and we're getting them back uh, in waves here in these various sports and, and especially uh, in, in football this spring. So uh, they're going to see their sales uh, improve and, and uh, everybody hopefully is going to benefit from it. Absolutely, no doubt there. Okay, so huge news out of the gate with
0: with Bill here tonight on our March edition of our Athletic Director's Show with the announcement that fans are going to start being allowed into our venues starting this weekend with baseball and softball having home games and soccer also has a home match. Over the weekend as well. All right, if you'd like to be a part of the program, have a comment or question. 531 500 4686. That's the phone number. That's also the number you use to text on our U.S. Segular text line. Proud to be the official wireless sponsor of the Huskers U.S. Segular connecting Husker Nation. A lot more with Bill coming up. Well, that was quite an hour, wasn't it? Always fun to have Bill Moose with us and a lot of information, a lot of positive information with finally fans. Going to be allowed in venues. We'll recap some of that here as we welcome you to Sports Nightly on a Wednesday night. Greg Sharp, Ben McLaughlin with you. If you want to be a part of the program, 531-500-4686. Remember to dial us up with a comment or question or fire off a text utilizing our U.S. Cellular text line. Proud to of be the official wireless sponsor of the Huskers, U.S. Cellular Connecting Husker Nation. Huge news, Ben. We were hearing rumblings about it even going back a week ago, and then the, the the gentleman who does Purdue baseball on radio tweeted out Monday that Purdue was planning on having 50% capacity, but then the rest of Monday went by, and it was crickets, and Tuesday went by, nothing. Finally today, the Big Ten Conference. Uh, released that they were going to put it in the hands of the local authorities to set attendance limits for the spring sports going forward, starting this weekend. Perfect timing for Nebraska with the home openers for both baseball and softball this week. Um, Bill Moose talked about his staff; he could just see a little additional spring in their step. I, I can see why. I, this is this is fantastic news that we got earlier today. Yeah, I mean, I think we we're all kind of hoping that
2: this would happen, and um, you know at least definitely before the first game. There was a lot of smoke around it. Um, we kind of thought maybe we'd hear something earlier in the week, but yet here we are, um, you know, a few, few ticks past or before the, the first game at home against Minnesota, and, um, you know, you're hoping to have a, a full plan laid out for fans to, to come out and see the team play. So, you know, not quite best-case scenario. Best-case scenario would be, you know, really no restrictions and let everybody back in. But this is pretty close. And I think this is, at least for us and, and the team, it's going to be, um, you know, it,
0: as close to a normal atmosphere as we've been around in a long time. Absolutely. We we threw a lot of information out there in hour one, so I, I want to go over some of this again. Here are the capacity numbers. As of today, and Bill said, these could change. These could be reduced or increased if conditions get better, get worse in the coming weeks. But this is what they are right now. Baseball's capacity will be approximately 2,700. To put that in perspective, there are 4,300 permanent seats at Haymarket Park. And then you have berm seating. And, yes, you're going to be allowed to be on the berms. They're going to separate. They're going to probably sp- spray paint some lines. And if you get your group in this box, you're good there. And then this group can get in that box there. But 2,700 – will be the capacity for Haymarket Park beginning Friday with that Minnesota game. Volleyball's 2,400. Soccer and softball, 675 for each of those. Softball has their home, home opener this weekend. There is a soccer match tomorrow, but because this didn't come out to today, they're not ready to do this for tomorrow's soccer match, but there is one later in the week. So those are the restrictions, the limits for that. David and Holdridge uh, just... Uh, texted in why only 2,400 at volleyball at seats 8,000. Uh, Bill Moose did mention this last hour that John Cook, the what, the section a, the section A seats, which are the ones that are right up against the courts, and those are those kind of prime seats around there. He doesn't want those used. He wants to keep those pushed back so that drops capacity by a couple of thousand. So that's why it's 2,400 for volleyball for those two Penn State matches coming up. So, David, I hope that helps. Part of this is John Cook. He doesn't want – and it goes, those fans in those Section A seats, they get right up there next to you. I mean, that's where the students sit. You've got people who sit right there, can basically reach out and touch – whoever's serving, I mean, we we can all picture that in our minds, right, with the Devaney Center. Those seats are going to be pushed back. Those bleachers are going to be continue to be pushed back like they have for the matches to this point in time, so that totally reduces the capacity of the Devaney Center. So, David, I hope that handles uh, that answer for you there. All right, now ticket process for games coming up. For baseball, for this weekend series with Minnesota, the tickets they will go on sale to 2020 baseball season ticket holders tomorrow at 10 a.m. Any remaining tickets will be made available to the public Friday at 10 a.m. Customers will be limited to a maximum of four. With ticket limits limited in numbers, fans must sit in their assigned seats to maintain social distancing. So the ticket office has gone through and they plot it out. And they go, okay, this season ticket holder has four this season ticket holder has six. They can all sit together because they're probably riding to the game together. So those all can sit together, but then we got to spread them out from there. So that's how they're going to do that. Um, tickets for the remainder of the Huskers' 2021 home schedule uh, will be put on sale at a later date. Doubleheaders will be ticketed as one event. So there's, there is what it is for baseball, for softball. Tickets for the series with uh, Penn State for this weekend will go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m., uh, again, to their season ticket holders, and then some remaining tickets will be made available on Friday. So there you go. And then circle back to football, Ben. The May 1st game confirmed by Bill Moose earlier in our show. Uh, 1 o'clock is the slated kickoff time right now. Tickets will go on sale at $10 apiece uh, next Thursday. That will uh, be to season ticket holders and they will be limited to a maximum of four tickets per account. What's le- be then a minimum of 7,500 tickets will be held back for the public. Those will go on sale on Friday the 2nd. So for season football ticket holders next Thursday the 1st, limit of four per your account. And then a seventy-five hundred will go on sale to a general public on Friday at 10 a.m. So hopefully that helps people out a little bit. A lot of this is on Huskers.com. If you are driving and didn't get to write all that down, go to Huskers.com tonight. That information is out there. I, I, I'm just over the moon right now, Ben. I can't. I'm pinching, pinching myself. Are we really talking about fans being of games? And the answer is yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is just awesome. This is what. Um you know this this is why the athletes come here this is why this is what makes the sporting events so much fun to be around is um, the fans they make the atmosphere they make it great and I know the demand is gonna be really high for these tickets um, and I know I've, I've got some people that that were upset I'm sure we've gotten text messages of people upset is this perfect no this isn't this isn't a, per, a, a perfect situation but let's be grateful for what we're allowed. I mean, you know, before today, nobody was allowed to see a game, not one person, unless you're a family member. So there are still going to be a lot of people that don't get to see Nebraska sports that want to. Um, and that's a bummer. And we feel for those fans, and we want everybody that wants to be able to go to go. But this is a, a, a huge step in the right direction to, to get to that level. It's not a perfect system you know but at the same time we need to be grateful for for what we're given and you know like I said last week we weren't sure that this was going to be a thing. you just did a game in Iowa City where it was just family we just got came back from Minneapolis where it was just family same thing in Round Rock you know and the fact that just the, the regular public now or, or a, a percentage of, of the capacity of the stadiums can come, Let's be grateful for what we have, and let's long for the day that we don't have these restrictions, and everything's back to normal. But for now, um, I'm just going to embrace embrace it, and let you know. Happy that the fans, whoever do does get their hands on tickets, are able to get their hands on tickets. Make the most of your experience, and um, you know, just be grateful for the opportunity. And I know, and I know, I am Greg. I'm not going to show up to the ballpark on Friday. And take for granted the fans that are in the stands. I know the the players aren't either. If you're going to softball, if you're going to volleyball, if you're going to soccer, um, everybody a part of the program is not going to are not going to take the fans for granted at all, considering everything we've been through in the last year. So I know it's not perfect. I know there's a lot of people out there that are still not going to be able to watch Husker sports. We just got to continue to be patient until everything's lifted and
0: everything's back to normal. But today today was a win. Today was a big step in the right direction. No doubt. I can't imagine how excited the athletes are, the student-athletes, Ben. I mean, uh, I saw earlier today they had a baseball press conference and Spencer Schwellenbach was there. And he said, you know, a lot of the reasons why some of us picked Nebraska, because of the great fan support and when the coaches would show us what Haymarket Park looked like on a game day, that's what sold them. They're like, I want to play in front of that. I want to be in that stadium when that place looks like that, when so many college baseball stadiums don't look anything like that. Or the Devaney Center for John Cook's squad, and I know they just have the two home matches left, but thank goodness they're going to get at least two home matches with some folks cheering them on. It's they, they, these student, This has to be... No pun intended, but a shot, shot on the arm, right, for these students to know that now they're going to be able to play in front of a bunch of folks. Yeah, I mean, and,
2: and think about a guy like Spencer's career, right? He comes here as a freshman, highly touted freshman, MLB draft pick, uh, gets sold on the idea that, you know, Lincoln is a, is a great place to play and, you know, falls in love with the fans. That was a great run that that team had to get all the way to the Big Ten championship. Um, you know, with, with a raucous crowd. That, that Michigan semifinal, that crowd was just electric that night. And he's probably thinking, okay, this is, you know, this is what we get. This is what I get when I come to Nebraska. This is what I signed up for. Then you have the pandemic cut short. You know, you, you finish your first homestand, and, and that's it. And then this year, you know, he, thankfully, you know, he's probably going through the first all-off season, the first month of the season going, I'm going to finish my career and not experience that again. I'm not gonna have that again, uh, because Spencer's a guy that's gonna be drafted. He's gonna be a high pick in the draft, and he's probably gonna you know sign a major league contract. But you know, to have this just has to be such a, a satisfying feeling. And and think about these freshmen too. You know, a guy like Max Anderson, whose dream was to play at Lincoln, was to play for the Huskers. And now he's going to have you know, family and friends and everybody that, that's available to come watch him play, come watch him play. So th- there's no doubt that these fans just have to be so fired up. And the other thing, too, Greg, that I, I know I've really missed, and I know you missed it during football, is those big moments just don't feel quite as big without a crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, that third and seven when you're on the 12-yard line, you need seven points or you need that big defensive stop. You know, for us, you got runners at second and third with two outs. You're down one in the eighth inning. Or, or you know you're getting the cl- the crowd the crowd clapping with two strikes with two outs and the bases loaded trying to hold that lead that they, they just don't quite feel as big and hopefully this this kind of adds to that atmosphere a little bit and for the players gets that adrenaline
0: pumping and you know Husker Nation can can help them pull through in, in big situations. Lanny from Alliance wants to thank us for standing up for the fans and spoke up up for us when there weren't answers at time the Big Ten wasn't very transparent. Well, thank you, Lanny. I. Hey, it, it's been frustrating. We we have, for night after night, we're hoping to be able to supply all of you with answers. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been a whole lot of frustrating going on for the last eight or nine months. I think Bill Moose said that. Yeah, I've been trying to get this done for nine months now. So uh, it's finally happened today. Uh, a step in the, a huge step in the right direction of where we're going forward through this thing. And uh, with every day, more and more needles are going into arms. More and more people are getting vaccinated. Um, Interesting number out of Lancaster County last week, Ben, that during the whole seven-day period last week, not one person over the age of 75 tested positive. That's fantastic. That means we're starting to get things under control. That means we're we're getting back toward closer things to normalcy and – uh, that, that's fantastic to hear. All right, that's what we have here on the program tonight. Evan Bland, the Omaha World Herald, is going to join us here in a little bit. We'll get his thoughts about this. He's also was in Minneapolis a couple weeks ago to cover this Husker baseball team. His thoughts about Will Bolt squad. He also covers Husker football. Spring ball is less than a week away to start. Uh, by the way, we've had a couple t- people want to know, is the spring game going to be televised? I would guess yes. We don't have any of those things yet. BTN has not la- laid out their spring football coverage. My guess is yes. There will be some kind of television coverage. We know it's here on the radio. We got to hear, we, we know we'll be broadcasting the spring game here on the Husker Sports Network on May the 1st. I'm certainly looking forward to being able to do that. So, Evan Bland here in a little bit. Hour number three, buy, sell, makes its return. We'll have some fun with that. The guys will all jump on board with us for that. And we'll hear from Husker softball coach Rhonda Revel. She's got to be thrilled, too, because their home opener is on Friday against Penn State. They'll have fans at Bowling Stadium for their uh, home opener after two weekends being spent down in Florida playing their first 12 games of the season as well. So a full show headed your way here tonight. A dynamite first-hour athletic director Bill Moose's monthly show where he unveiled some of the ticket policies moving into the spring sports now that the Big Ten has lifted the veil and allowed local health authorities to set the attendance Uh, procedures so that's a big step in the right direction for a lot of us around here been calling for the league to do that for some time now evan bland joins us now on our woodhouse auto family sports nightly hotline he writes for the omaha world herald you can read his work online at omaha.com this is the story of the day is this attendance thing had you been catching wind that this may be coming down the pike at all evan
3: Well, I think over the, the last weekend, I had started hearing that this might be a possibility from some different folks. But, yeah, I mean, big picture, when this season started uh, and the Big Ten had, had kind of laid down the mandate, and you look back on how football season played out, really how the last year played out, uh, I had very little, uh, you know, it, to go on in terms of thinking that they would change their minds on this. But credit the league. I mean, the rest of college baseball is already allowing fans in at this point. Uh, It's an outdoors, naturally, socially distant uh, sort of sport anyway. Um, You know, the vaccine numbers continue to go up. And so I think on a lot of levels it makes sense. It certainly makes sense uh, for student athletes and fans that want to get out there and enjoy an afternoon. Uh, baseball together so it's a it's a big deal especially when you think about the context of the last year missing most of 2020 uh, kind of the weird unnatural quiet of uh, playing games in empty parks early this season and uh, you know it just when you when you zoom out it's uh, that next little sign or that next little step that sports as we know it and and life as we know it really are are moving uh, a little bit closer to normal after this pandemic.
4: You had
0: talked to some Husker baseball parents up in Minneapolis a couple weeks ago. What, what, what uh, feedback were you getting for them? I guess they were probably just glad to be able to get in and see their 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 sons play.
3: Yeah, it was it was a, a mix of emotions, honestly, Greg. I mean, certainly on the one hand, they were thankful to be able to be there. When you think about again the fact that Nebraska played 15 games last season, uh, you know, in that context. it's a blessing just to be out there to play baseball, to compete, to forget about uh, protocols and things like that for a few hours and get after it. Um, But, you know, certainly they are also aware, as we said, that the Big Ten stood alone in its league-only format. It was an outlier in terms of not allowing at least some percentage of fans into these venues. And so they also felt like, look, you know, their kids, in many cases, it was a, it was a key reason for them to come to Nebraska it was the fan support, uh, the big time atmospheres. And they just had been, that, that had been taken from them through this point. So they really did feel like uh, fans should be there. They were excited for them to come back. Um, and now they get that that chance. You know, it's, it's, you've been to so many uh, big time games at Haymarket Park and on the road. Um, you've seen how Oscar Nation can travel too, and now it's uh, you know it's a cool deal for these guys to be able to experience that, to hear that roar, to hear that uh, slow clap on an O2 pitch. You know that, that turns into a big time strikeout. Those are the, the kind of little uh, you know little tacit sort of things that you miss out on. Uh, in front of empty stadiums. So, again, it better late than never sort of a situation here, in my opinion. It's great that they're back. I know the parents are glad. The players are glad. And as long as everyone, you know, continues to follow the protocols and be safe about it, there's no reason that people shouldn't be able to enjoy some baseball games this spring.
0: And, and taking it a step further, it's it's this obviously is going to impact the spring football game. Uh, at the end of spring drills for the Huskers. We haven't heard – we're just now getting some information about that. I I would imagine that's going to be a big thing, too, for Nebraska to be able to put some people at Memorial Stadium for the the wrap-up of the spring. Absolutely. I mean, it it affects so many sports. I didn't realize until
3: today that the softball team hadn't played at home in almost two years, April of 2019. Uh, You know, volleyball is going to get a chance to have a couple of home matches at Devaney. Uh, and for football yeah you got to go back to November 2019 when Iowa was in the house for the last time that Memorial Stadium was open to fans for a, a football atmosphere and, and, and doing the things that they love to do so it's been a heck of a long time and it'll be interesting as, as the months uh, go by here coming up uh, what the final plan is for the spring game but man I just I have to imagine if nothing else it's going to feel like a party it's going to feel like a a reunion with friends, kind of coming back from uh, a summer vacation and coming back to to school and seeing some people that you've missed, whether that's people you sat by or or just uh, getting out and enjoying a crowd for the first time in a long time. So I think as as we continue on this process of recovering and healing from what we've missed in the pandemic this last year, uh, the spring game is a perfect way to ramp up to the fall and to kind of test a few things, see uh, what sort of different protocols might work um, get people feeling safe and, and, and normalized back in big crowds. And I think it'll absolutely be a lot of fun. And as fun as spring games normally are, this one's certainly uh, going to be different. But I think it's going to bring a healing component uh, this year that people are really going to enjoy.
0: Absolutely. Again, visiting with Evan Bland of the Omaha World Herald. You can read his work online at Omaha.com. He covers Husker football and Husker baseball. You did get a chance to see the, the baseball team compete in four games in Minneapolis. What, what impressions were left with you from that and then just from what they've done the first three weekends of the season?
3: Well, you know i think first of all, they're deeper than I've seen them in a long time, and that's true across college baseball, right with the expanded rosters and uh the extra uh, the seniors coming back so you know you expect that, but uh i was I was struck by how deep the offense is, how they can go twelve or thirteen batters deep on on a given day with guys that uh, can legitimately impact games um you know I think what's maybe surprised me the most about the team so far has been the bullpen, especially after the news uh, before the season that Colby Gomez was going to be shut down with an arm injury, um, you know, you kind of look at it and, and maybe point to a couple of guys that you felt like could be back in sort of dudes like Spencer Schwellenbach and Cam Wynn, but beyond that, uh, there were a lot of unproven arms, and so far through 11 games, I mean, that, that bullpen has been awfully reliable, not just when Nebraska's had the lead, but even when they've been – down by a couple of runs and they, and they bring in some guys who maybe aren't their most high leverage sort of relievers. They're putting up zeros. And so I think the thing that's, that's held Nebraska back from making some deeper runs in recent years has been that depth. I think they've always, they've often had those high-end pitchers, uh, that top third, the top half of the lineup has usually been very strong, but it's what, what happens when you get to your, uh, to your bullpen? What happens when you get to the bottom of the order um, and it seems like over the years when Nebraska's played in, in the postseason, that's when they've run into trouble is against teams that are deeper than them. And I just don't see how there can be a ton of teams out there right now, Greg, that are a lot deeper than Nebraska. And not only deeper, they seem like they can win in a lot of ways. They can uh, they can hang in a pitcher's duel, certainly with guys like Cade Povich and Chance Roach. They can uh, you know play the small ball game, lay down the bunts, steal the bases. They can hit for power. And defensively, they're still, in terms of fielding percentage, the number one team in the nation. So that buys you a little bit more of a margin for error elsewhere too. So it's just, it's a well-rounded team. It's a deep team. Uh, it, it's a shame in some ways we don't get a full season with this group to see what it can do uh, from a non-conference and an RPI perspective. Um, but they're off to a good start in the Big Ten. I think, as I felt like preseason, this is a team that's going to contend in the league here most of the way.
0: Yeah, and right now they'll be sitting in third place through the first three weekends of the season. Again, visiting with Evan Bland of the Omaha World-Herald. Well, that's baseball. Football, spring ball begins next Tuesday, so we're less than a week away. A lot of storylines. In a lot of ways, Evan, it's been kind of quiet, hasn't it, since I mean, you had some transfer indications and some players opting to come back in January. But, boy, since maybe late January, it's been kind of quiet for this program. What – what it, what are you interested in? What A couple of things that you're really interested in to see over the next five weeks of Husker football?
3: Yeah, well, first of all, you're, you're right, Greg. It has been really quiet, which is part of the reason that, that that Oklahoma situation really stood out, is I think Husker football just hasn't been on people's minds, and that's a good thing, right, As they're going through winter conditioning and, and resetting their team and things like that. Um, but now that we're ramping up to it, uh, it really is a fascinating spring, and again, we didn't get – Uh, a spring last year to to kind of uh, see what the team was about. And more importantly, the team didn't get a spring last year to incorporate those freshmen, to tinker around with different guys at different positions. I think that's what I was most struck with last year in talking with different people in in the industry about the value of spring balls. They said, you know, that's really the time when you can try guys at different positions, you can try different techniques, different schemes. That's when you tinker. And so uh, that's not what you do in the fall when you're obviously preparing for games and trying to win. So I think that's going to be helpful for a a young team like Nebraska still. It has a lot of players that I think could play, especially on defense in different sort of spots. Um, But, I mean, it it has to start with the offense, right? I mean, the the defense is is mostly a known commodity given the seniors that returned and the experience that's back. Uh, But the offense has a lot of questions to answer. What, What do we make of the passing game this spring? And I think that... Could start with uh, how how often Omar Manning is on the field and what he might look like after going through some uh, various health uh, issues last year. Um, you know what what does a guy like Will Nixon bring who was out last year and, and someone who I think is uh, someone who could really jump in right away and contribute for Nebraska. And then you could talk about the running back position, which is wide open after Dedrick Mills uh, chose to turn his attention to the NFL. I mean, there's I think you could name five or six different guys who could. Potentially take that job and run with it uh, as a running back Um, And then you know finally how how about this offensive line two young tackles like uh, Turner Corcoran and Bryce Benhart uh, Some interior battles that are going to be going on with guys like Ethan Piper uh, Obviously Cam Juergens some older guys Brock Bando. Um, There's just a lot of different um, points of entry I think and, and as that line goes this this year, I think that's often how Nebraska will go, too. And so when you look ahead to 2021 this fall, a lot's been made of how difficult the schedule is. Um, but It's hard to gauge just where, you know, Nebraska might fall in that until we see how maybe they've addressed some of their deficiencies here from the last year.
0: Well, there's always storylines. I'll be interested to hear from the head coach. It's been a while since we've heard from him, so looking forward to just get his thoughts about what he's anxious to see uh, in the coming months. Evan, great to catch up. Look forward to, I guess, maybe seeing you on Friday at Haymarket Park. This this is going to be a hoot. I I haven't seen many members of the media for about a year as well, so I kind of miss seeing everybody. (laughs) I know. It's going to be great. I
3: can't wait, and it'll be fun to see fans out there and – you know, you hear the sounds of the game uh, as it was meant to be. So it's, it's going to be a good time, I think.
0: Let's get this hour underway with Buy, Sell. It's time to buy or sell. Now, here's the hosts of Buy or Sell, Josh Elkeman, and Austin Orman.
5: Well, it feels good to be back playing Buy or Sell. It's been three weeks since we last played. And something I was thinking about earlier today, guys, last year at this time, we had to stop playing Buy or Sell because of. The pandemic, we didn't have any sports to ask yeah. questions about, so we, we right. kind of shifted away from that. So it's nice to be asking the types of questions that we're asking right now about the NCAA tournament and about, you know, what Major League Baseball coming up in a little bit. So I, it's it's good to have this on the docket tonight. All right, we'll jump into our answers. We have twelve of them. If you'll remember last time, we had eighteen answers to make our way through. Not quite as many this week, but still. A decent amount. We start with a question that Austin asked all the way back on December 16th. He asked, "By herself, that the Nebraska men's basketball teams and women's basketball teams would combine to shoot better than 45% from the floor, 34% from three-point range, and 65% from the free throw line throughout regular season conference play." The answer was a sell. They were 34. Point three percent on three, so they got that part. They were sixty-seven point three percent on free throws, so they got that part. But they were only a combined forty-one point seven percent on field goals, so they fell short in the last category. And all of us except for Austin and Tim sold it and got it right. Austin and Tim were wrong to buy. Well, <clears throat> pleased that Tim's on the other side of that one after the the week yeah.
2: that he had last time. <laughs> Sorry
6: they had to join them, Austin. But well, that might be a common theme for tonight. We'll have to see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh-oh. I do like the lines, though, in retrospect. I think they're pretty solid lines. Yeah, pretty good. All right, we'll stick with college basketball for the second answer of the night. A Ben question from January the 6th. Ben asked, buy or sell that at least four teams in the state of Indiana make the NCAA tournament? Big time sell on that one. Only one team did. That was Purdue, Josh, Ben, and Brett all sold and were correct. Greg, you joined Tim and I on the <laughs> incorrect train this time. Oh, man. Welcome side. to the
2: party. Dang it. Man,
5: there were a lot of schools in that state, too. I know. Yeah. And only one. Well, Austin was reminding, like, when we went when we asked the question initially, we were going through all the different ones. There were, like, seven that were possibilities at that point. And right. Only ended up with one. All right, up next, we have a Brett question, also from January 6th. He asked by herself that the the volleyball team would total more wins than football, women's basketball, and men's basketball combined uh, in the current season, including any postseason games. The answer, a sell. Technically, the volleyball season's not over yet, but football, men's basketball, and women's basketball totaled 23 wins, and volleyball is currently at 12, And really, they only have a possibility of winning nine more games, even if they run all the way through the NCAA tournament. I guess there could be a game or two added, but they would basically need all four matches that have been postponed to be added back in and then win every other one, win the national championship. So we thought it was safe to call it a sell. Austin petitioned hard for it because he was the only one to sell it and the only one to get it right. Whoa. There you go. That
0: right? Yeah. Oh.
5: Crazy. We, we all thought that there would be maybe a few more – well,
6: at that point we didn't have a schedule for volleyball either, so we didn't right. know how many games would be played, but it was not a lack of confidence in the volleyball team, it was a game availability right. thing that made me sell it. So obviously volleyball doing quite well. Back to college basketball for answer number four, Greg from January twentieth. You asked us buy or sell that the Big Ten gets ten men's team Ooh. into the NCAA tournament. Great line, nine teams got in. So it's a sell, and everyone got this one. No Biff layups. Yay, team. <laughs> yeah, good for us. Now, if this was a how
2: many Big Ten teams make the second round of the Sweet 16, Ooh. I think we probably would have been in some trouble. Ooh.
6: Yeah.
5: Yeah, not good. Not great. All right, keeping it moving here, this was an Austin question uh, from the NFL on January 20th. Buy or sell that the – Next quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts would be currently on the roster for of an NFC team at that time, and that Jacoby Brissett would sign with a new team. The answer a buy, as Carson Wentz came from the NFC, of course, and Brissett recently signed with the Miami Dolphins. I didn't know that until Austin informed me of that today. So it was a buy. Both of those things happened. Ben, Austin, and myself all bought it and got it right. Greg, Brett, and Tim wrong with the sell. Mm. Anytime you're lumped with Tim and a wrong answer just does not sit (laughs)
2: good. No, it's not good.
5: Not good.
6: All right, back to college basketball again from the 20th. Josh asked us, buy or sell that Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, or Michigan State (laughs) reach the Elite Eight (laughs) of the NCAA men's basketball tournament. And I think we know where this one is <laughs> headed. It's a sell. Three of them failed to even qualify. Michigan State didn't make it out of the first four. North Carolina lost its first game to Wisconsin. So it's a sell. And yet again, six for six. Good job, team. do guys. I, it, what a terrible question. I think I was, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where my head was at when I
5: asked that Whoa. one. But Well, you were probably thinking Izzo and March like everybody yeah. does. and That's why I figured maybe one of those. I, I even thought – at one point, when I was looking back at it, I was like, I think I included Kansas in that, but I didn't even include them, and it wouldn't matter; they weren't, weren't getting there anyway. So I mean, let's be honest. Tom Izzo has not had a good run <laughs> in March lately.
0: No. It's been a while
5: <laughs> since that
2: guy's had a good run in the tournament.
0: Yep, wasn't it? Weren't they in the Final Four two years ago? Were they? Uh, I think that was three years ago. Yeah. But still, it, it was it was no. Michigan State, Virginia, yeah, and Texas you're Tech, right.
2: Yeah, you're right.
6: Never mind. I can do I've the Elite beat, 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 Eight. Yeah,
5: I've got the Middle Zion Tennessee State.
2: The Middle Tennessee State meltdown in my head. I've got the, the meltdown from UCLA in my head.
0: Hey. Wow. You were a tough grader. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. that was rough. Two full years ago since Tom made the t- – <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that, that one,
2: had I known, I probably wouldn't have made that comment, but it's yeah. felt like, it's felt like <laughs> they've
5: choked a lot in the tournament recently. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, we'll switch gears here and go to Husker Wrestling, and this one was actually asked the last time we played on March 3rd. Uh, Greg, you asked by sell so that the Husker Wrestling team would finish in the top three of the team standings at the Big Ten Wrestling Championship. That was a buy. They finished exactly third behind Iowa and Penn State. And again, all of us
6: were right. We all bought it and all got it right. Big team. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go, everyone. <laughs> we are so good at this sometimes emphasis on sometimes on to husker baseball ben asked us by or sell the husker newcomers oh, combined geez. for at least 10 hits or five yeah. extra base hits in nebraska's season opening series against purdue the answer ended up being a buy 17 hits pounded out by husker newcomers and exactly five extra base hits so the three of us that bought it ben josh and myself Oh man, man!
0: I've been stuck with Tim all yeah, night. Long. What you, yeah, yeah <laughs> I Drake, think, you're on the uh, wrong side. Yeah. You're on the wrong
6: side
2: of this. I mean, if, if this was a three-on-three basketball, you, you know, you're you're
5: stuck with the last pick <laughs> all night. <laughs> man, yeah, I would. I mean, obviously, you don't know what where Tim's going, but if you did, I would say just avoid avoid Isn't that. Isn't he side in of first
0: things. place right now? Well, or he maybe. was? Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, he is. He yeah. Well, he I think after. We'll find Not out to, later. Yeah, Tonight we'll find out be, later. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. All right. Moving on to a question that I asked from College Basketball buyer, saw that the sum of seeds that win the conference tournaments in the ACC, Big Ten, Big 12, Big East, Pac-12, and SEC would be a total of at least 19. I thought it was going to be way, way over, over. two. It was still a buy, but only 23. So, you you had Alabama Thanks, win the State. yeah you had Alabama win the uh, SEC yeah and but yeah Georgetown and uh, Oregon State were some of the lower ones so um, the the other ones Illinois was a two seed Texas a three seed Georgia Tech a four seed so yeah. um, but anyway it was o- it was over it was a buy and Ben and Tim were actually the only ones to get it right yeah. so in this case you were on Tim. Tim's team Ben and way you. to go Timo <laughs> yeah
6: <laughs> good work. All right, on to Husker Women's Basketball. My question from the last time we played by yourself that Nebraska women's basketball advances further than Michigan State in the women's Big Ten Tournament. Asked of course after Michigan State ducked the Huskers. <laughs> Unfortunately, a sell. Michigan State upsets Indiana to move on to the semis. Nebraska's upset bid against Maryland. It falls Ooh, just short. Yeah. So Josh, Brett, and Tim all sold it. Greg and Ben, I'm with you guys on a buy. Sadly incorrect.
2: Yeah, oh. I don't feel good about that at all. Right? Yeah, that was rough. That, that, was a, that, was a, that was an emotion pick to that question. It was. And well, I, and we a,
5: and thought that there was a possibility that the Oscars could be matched up with I Michigan didn't know State? about
0: Ohio State not being able to participate in Correct. the tournament. So they right. threw the seeding off. Yep,
5: yep, 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 yep. That threw it all off. All right, we asked a question from Tim here. This was a Husker baseball-related question. By saw that Nebraska would win at least one of their games against Purdue by four runs or more. There were four games. The Huskers won three of those games, and every single one of those three wins was by at least four runs. A few of them were... Uh, blowout. So that was a major buy, and everybody uh, was
6: on board with that. Everybody bought it. Everybody was right. Let's go, team. Man, we're just Way to go, everybody. hitting it out of the park. That is four times tonight we've gone six for six. That's got to be a new buy sell. Yeah, I would say
5: there's no way that's ever happened. There's
2: always
6: there's always well, one.
5: I told I told Austin earlier that we're I'm, I was gonna do some analytics tonight, but I'll wait one more week. We're doing buy sell again next week, so I'll do some analytics for you for everybody next week. We'll we'll find out who is asking all these easy questions
6: one more answer to give you for this week though a brett question for husker men's basketball he asked by yourself that the margin of victory in the nebraska iowa game is less than 10 or a player on either team scores 30 points or more the answer a sell iowa won it by far too much and (laughs) jordan bohannon really sucked that night couldn't even get 30 points only 26 so greg and ben you guys sold it with brett and were correct Josh and I Yay. joined the team train. Yeah. Man, I had a
5: good week. You did. A well, really good week. Well, just just hang, hang on here. Let's look at the totals. Greg, you did not have a great week. You were 6 nope. of 12, 50%. Um, ben, you had an amazing week, 10 of 12. You only got two wrong. That's, that's pretty good. It. That's solid. Uh, I was 9 of 12 on the week, so right on your heels, but I, I lost a lot of ground the last time we played, so I still have some ground to make up Brett was 8 of 12 Austin 7 of 12 and Tim 6 of 12 so Greg unfortunately this week you're (laughs) on the bottom with with Tim the standings overall Ben is now sprinted out to a 5 point lead holy moly Tim and myself are in second place at 29 so you have Ben's at 34 points Tim and I are at 29 Greg you're at 28 Brett at 27 and Austin bringing up the rear with 23 points long ways to go though we're we're a come from behind club we are. on this end, uh, on, on oh, my your basement. End. Yeah. So I don't know what playing with the lead is like. So <laughs> true. Just keep just keep pounding the grindstone. I was grindstone. gonna say we're there's a long way to go, a lot of questions, and yeah, you're you're not used to being
0: in this situation. So we'll keep we'll keep working. All right, Greg, start us with your All first right. question. First question: Buy or sell? Nebraska plays fewer than 14 sets the rest of the regular season. They have four matches left. Um. So it's got to be fewer thir- than
6: fourteen, or fourteen fewer, or fewer. Fewer than fourteen. Ooh. Okay.
5: That's so even so 13 or lower. Twelve. Yeah. So you either have to be perfect or only lose one set in the in that stretch. I'm gonna sell it. Yeah, Man, I think that's pretty. Im- The only thing I could see, I mean, and obviously I could see them doing it, but maybe, you know, if a weekend is is canceled, Canceled. which hopefully doesn't happen, Uh. but that could be uh, on the radar as well. I'm still going to sell it. I think that they they win all four matches, but they lose at least two sets.
2: Mark me as a sell also.
6: Yeah, I, I like Josh's logic. I'll sell it. All right. Ben, you're up next.
2: Okay, back to Husker Baseball. With Nebraska hitting their first triple of the season yes. in their last game against Iowa, buy or sell that Nebraska hits for the cycle as a team in the four games with Minnesota mm-hmm. this weekend. So, so
5: just need a single, a double, a triple, and a homer and as a team in the four games. It doesn't have to be in one of the nope, games. It has any this... of the four. Wow. Okay. So the hard part is the triple. Then. Triple,
2: and, because they had they didn't have one until and then they had two and back to back hitters. I think <laughs> baseball. Um, Man, do they get the triple? Yeah, they get the
5: triple. I'm buying it. All right. I think I'm going to sell that. That's... Does it happen? Maybe, but I think the odds... The The odds are in your favor, probably, to sell. Yeah, I'm selling.
6: If Paulo Orlando were on this Husker team, I think it's an automatic... Bile, All that guy did was hit triples, but he is not. So I am unfortunately going to sell this one as well.
0: I'm 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 in that sell category here as as well. All right, I'm gonna go nuts if I'm on the call. We yeah. whack a triple. Just yep. gonna say. It. Well, yeah, then
5: just watch. Then they, they don't hit any home runs the entire weekend or something. We uh, did. Minnesota's pitching staff is not great, and all we need is a slight breeze out to right, and right. we'll get we'll <laughs> find a way to get all one. All right, that's, that's probably fair. All right, my right, I'm up next. I'm going to ask a March Madness question here by or sell that a double-digit seed reaches the final four or none of the du- double-digit seeded teams lose by more than 15 points in this Sweet 16 slash Elite 8. So... You have four teams that are double-digit seeds remaining, and they'd have to win two games. I don't think that part is going to happen, and honestly, I don't think the second part's going to happen either. I'm going to sell.
6: Yeah, it's that last part that gives me a little bit of pause. So I think there's going to be one blowout across that, so I'll, I'll sell it as well.
0: Whew, that's a good one. Which of the double-digit seeds do we think has the best odds of making the Final Four? UCLA? Syracuse. Syracuse? I would say one of those two teams, yes.
6: No respect for the o
0: I mean, it's that it's that, that bottom corner regional. Mm-hmm. With Houston is the two. That's the one. Um, Rutgers, why would you have to choke away that lead? <laughs> yeah, bad. I'm going
5: to buy this one. Ooh. I was tempted to buy my own question. So I need a double
2: digit seed to reach the final four, or I need a, a double digit seed to just get blitzed, right? Well, no, no. no you no, don't want, them, none to them, you them, don't want them to get blitzed. If you're yes. going to buy. Right. If okay, you're going to so sell, they, you they think all they all need get to be blitzed.
5: single point, single digit games. Well, 15, or 15, a final four. 15. 15 point games, yeah.
2: Or a final four?
6: Yep.
5: Yep. Ugh.
6: Oral Roberts. Hmm. I kind of feel like their time is due to just take one on the chin, don't you? Well, they played Arkansas early in the year, got up 11, and lost by 12.
5: That's the thing, though, is like even if it's Oral Roberts, whoever it is, that when you've played this far, it's easy to just let one. Man, this is a this is a complicated question, but
2: it's a really good question. Um,
5: sure, I'll buy it. All right. We that go. weird tournament. Originally, it was just going to be will a double-digit seed reach the final four, but I didn't think that the odds were very good that that would happen,
6: so yeah. added in the last little bit. All right. My question, first question for this week, based on the news of today, fans being – allowed back at nebraska sporting events buy or sell that the combined total of attendees at the first nebraska games fans are allowed at for baseball softball and volleyball is 5300 people or more and buy. i'm going to buy it buy yeah
5: buy i i'm buying as well right and i you know that's the allowed attendance is a little bit above that and i think they're going to get every the, the, one I of think they'll numbers. sell out all of it every yep. th- all three of them yeah and it, mm-hmm. it it really helps too the baseball and softball are on the same day but at different times yep. so you're gonna have people at both and yeah it's I think you're you're gonna see that number hit all right uh Tim is up next he asked another college basketball question here buy or sell that the Creighton Gonzaga game is decided by 10 points or more And he did not give an answer, so I'll go first here. I'm going to... Gonzaga. (laughs) Gonzaga. I'm going to buy that one and say that the Zags win by 50. I'm a buy. (laughs) Buy. All in on the Zags. You know, Tim is a closet Jaysker, or not Jaysker. He's not even closet. Yeah, he owns Creighton Gear, which is... And he's wore it to the studio in front of my face. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye Jays. I'm buying it. Yep all buys this might be another question that we're all on the same page on and get right Hopefully by the way Tim sells it and gets it wrong i'm though. giving myself an extra point if gonzaga wins by 50 so just sure. p- put that out there <laughs>
6: or more 50 or more, or more it you know. yeah. doesn't have to be exactly <laughs> 50 right all right brett asking us our first nhl Ooh. question in a while buy or sell that Nashville has a penalty called on them in the first period of their next game. So for those who don't know, there was uh, an incident an incident where there's a ref caught on a hot mic saying he wanted to make sure he got a penalty in on Nashville early in the game, even though we didn't see much there. So that's the context behind this question. Uh, again, no answer from Brett to start this off, so I'm going to buy it.
0: Fair. I'll sell it. I think they'll be overly protective of him in the first period. I'll sell it. Yeah, those Preds always seem
2: to
5: be getting breaks from the stripes, so I'm going to sell. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. I, I'll sell that. That's a, that's a good question. At first, when, he, when I first saw that, I didn't make the connection, and then Austin made it for me when he first saw it. So, Greg, are you still a Preds guy? Yeah, let's go. Let's go go Preds. Preds. Go Preds. All right, Greg, you're back back to you. Okay,
0: we're going to the World Golf Match Play this week down in Austin, Texas. Buy or sell that a player seated in the top ten wins. I'll read those guys off for you. Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, my guy Bryson DeChambeau, Tyrell (laughs) Hatton, Webb Simpson, Colin Morikawa, Patrick Reed, Xander Shoffley, John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay. There are sixty four golfers in the field. So are you buying or selling that one of those ten wins it? Isn't DeChambeau isn't
5: that Ben's guy? I thought he was Ben's guy, not yours, Greg. <laughs> ben I'm Greg actually like him. likes him. He's actually <laughs> a fan.
0: I flipped. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I'm gonna I'm going to I'm gonna take the field, so I'm oh. gonna sell it. All right. I'll I'm, buy it. I'm, I'm I'm buying the crap out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know if I would sixty four golfers and a sixth of them are the best in the world. Gimme that, give me them. Give me those guys.
0: Yeah. I won't oh. go that far. Can I get an I'll extra point it. if I name the winner? Sure, sure. Abra- Abraham Answer is going to win it. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it. that guy was a I president. I should get
2: five points for that. <laughs> yeah, I'll take I'll take Colin Morikawa. No, Ben, that was my answer. Uh, well, we could be on the same team. I was going to say on. you can All each right. get a. There's room on the bandwagon. Well, I need to make up
5: points, so. Well, that's,
6: Come I on get in more the waters just fine. wins.
0: That's, that's not fine. the
5: top ten. I will. I'll take Deshambo to win it. How about that? Oh man! Okay. <laughs> I'd rather get the question wrong <laughs> than sell your soul. <laughs> yeah.
2: Love it. All right. Here we go. Buy or sell that neither Los Angeles team in the NBA is in the first or second place in the West by next week. By next buy sell. Wow. They're three and four in the standings right now. The Lakers are bruised and battered with injuries. The Clippers are a dysfunctional bunch. And I'm I'm sticking status quo. They're going to stay three and four, so I'm buying.
5: Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think the the Jazz and the Suns are both playing really well right now. I don't see them letting up at all. And the I don't they honestly could fall out of third and fourth place. The Nuggets could catch them or whoever else is behind them. So and they're they're both close. They're both close to the top two. I think a game yep. or two back. Yep.
6: Yeah, right now they're a win back and three losses back, so two games back total. Yeah, and we
0: will have a buy sell next week. Correct, we
6: will. So I don't think that's enough time to make it up. So I will buy it as well.
5: I'm buying. All right, clean sweep. Ben, are you back to being the easy question asker? This could be, Uh, maybe. We'll see. I I thought that was a good question. No, I think it's not. not. It's a good question. All right, I'm going to ask another NCAA tournament question here: Buy or sell that the. Oral Roberts, Arkansas game is the highest scoring contest of the Sweet 16 or there are at least 170 points scored in that game. The over-under for that one is 159 which is the highest out of all the Sweet 16 matchups. So either that is the highest scoring game as it's advertised to be or there are at least 170 points scored in it. I'm actually going to sell. I think Creighton Gonzaga is going to be higher scoring and they aren't going to get to 170.
6: Yeah, retweet Josh on that, so I'm sell. Uh And I usually don't sell one, or questions. I was gonna say it's you have two chances to get this right.
5: I'm mine. I'm All right, mine. yeah. Let's get up and down the floor, boys. Let's go. I I hope it is. I hope that Oral Roberts just goes back and forth with them, and it's a great game. That'd be awesome. Yeah.
6: All right, wrap it up for us, Austin. Don't mind if I do. We'll stick with Men's March Madness. Do you guys buy or sell that between three and five favorites cover the spread in Friday and Saturday's Sweet 16 matchup? So you need three, four, or five to cover. No more, no less. And I am going to buy it. As I talked through it with Josh before, I landed on four favorites and four dogs.
0: Which is right in the middle. I'll buy it, too. I think it might end up being just three cover, but that's enough to give me a buy in this question, so I buy. I am happy to read them off if you would like... Does as well. Between three and five,
5: yeah. So yeah. zero, one, or two, or six, seven, or eight would be a sell. So you have a lot more opportunities mm. for a sell. And I'm actually going to sell here. One to be different, but also, I yeah, I I think it's going to be the under on that. Or I mean, it could be over, and every single favorite just wins this yeah. time by yeah. a lot. But yeah, I'm with you, Josh. I'm
0: going to sell it. All right, very good. That's it. Nice. Well, this will be fun. i got to have a better week. I can't be down there with Tim. No, yeah, I'm, no, I'm, no I'm glad Tim got run over this week. Goodness. That feels good.
2: Yeah. About to put a bow on our Sports Nightly Wednesday night edition, but before we do, we're going to talk some Husker softball. We're very happy to welcome into the program now Head coach of Nebraska softball, Coach Ronda Ravel. Coach, first of all, let's just start with the news of the day. We chatted before the season started. You told me that a lot of the mantra through 2020 was to just be grateful for what you have and just embrace it. Hard to not be grateful today. You're going to have some fans for your home opener. How how pleased and how happy are you for not just yourself and your team, but for Husker fans to watch you play?
4: You know, I mean, talk about impeccable timing. I I thought that, too. We were – I learned shortly before we went out to practice, and of course our players were already buzzing about it, and, uh, you know, it was really hopeful. And I just think about how avid of a sports community and a state this is, and just to have any any type of Nebraska sporting event to go to, I've got to think that the fans are excited about the prospect of so many sports going off right now.
2: Coach, some of my favorite days at the ballpark are when I show up and – Um, you know, we're between doubleheaders or you're between doubleheaders, and I can bounce around from Haymarket to Bull and then pop over there and and get a glimpse of your team. And I know for our fans, too, to kind of have that opportunity. What what, what type of opportunity is this this weekend for your team, for the baseball team and the fans to just, you know, just kind of embrace an opportunity that was taken away from them for so long?
4: I know. You know, I was talking to Coach Bolt yesterday, and I said, if this really happens, you know, I know they've changed their start time for – to accommodate fans, I'm going to, and I said, it's just going to be crazy. And, you know, I I always love it when the baseball fans come over and watch softball, particularly if they really have never watched a lot of fast Mm pitch softball, because I think they, I think they find it to be a fast moving game. I think a lot of times they're very intrigued by the fact that our young women can, uh, so effectively uh, throw underhand. I mean, just that motion in and of itself. And and I've I've heard many, many, many people over over the years that say, you know what? I've watched one game, and now I'll make sure I'll watch more than one because it's exciting.
2: One hundred percent. I've been there before. I know people in my family have been there before. I would strongly encourage everybody out there listening that if you're planning on getting a Husker baseball ticket, you better check the calendar and get yourself a Husker softball ticket because it is worth the price of admission. You will have a lot of fun. I can I can guarantee you that. Coach, it's been a bizarre start to your season. Bunch of games off a weekend. Bunch of games off a weekend. How has your team kind of handled the first couple of weeks, first month of the season um, with with just a bizarre pattern?
4: You know, they've been they've been remarkable in handling it. But we knew what we had in front of us. And we were like, you know, we've talked about gratitude. We've been grateful just to play. And then mm-hmm. we've been fortunate enough that on the weekends we've had good enough weather that we've actually had inter-squad scrimmages. So we've still gotten some competition. You know, it's it's not against an opponent, but it's still something. And we're treating it, you know, we have our regular pregame. We do it just like we would do a game. So we've had, you know... a. A game the last two Saturdays which has been nice so a little competition but yeah, I, I'll tell you what we're really looking forward to now starting this eight-week stand in a home home and away series with Big Ten Conference opponents so that'll be nice to get in that rhythm that's for sure.
2: Coach, you can't help but notice when you look at your schedule, you guys have played a bunch of close games already. What have you learned about your team, maybe some of the newer players in these crunch time moments where a lot of these Big 10 games are going to come down to one swing, one defensive play, one mental breakdown, you know, what what have you had to kind of preach to them and what have they had to learn rather quickly?
4: Yeah, you know, really good question and really uh, good point. I think we've been pleased with so many things and and number one, we are pretty a pretty young team and the fact that the youngsters are, you know, even, even though they might've started slow, they're coming on, the difference between weekend one and weekend two um, in their play has been significant. But I think the one thing that really has kept us in, almost every single ball game has been our pitching and we've seen really great strides of improvement in Olivia Farrell and Courtney Wallace and and then KK Kenny is our freshman pitcher that's getting some good innings and doing some really nice work for us and you know in in 11 of our 12 games we were in every game really till the very end and there's only been one game that I didn't feel like we pitched well all the way through Um, but you know when you look at where we've come from and what we're doing on the mound you know we have we've had a chance to win every ball game coach
2: rhonda Ravel, our guest here on sports nightly i'm ben mclaughlin coach something that i've always admired about your program and your players and and your 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 coaching staff I'm always drained after the first you know few weeks of the baseball season. You guys are on the road longer than we are over on the softball side of things. How does it feel to for your players to sleep in their own beds, go dress in their own locker, be in their own clubhouse, and get ready to play on their home field this week?
4: You know what we're worried about the most is that how are they going to manage their adrenaline because they're just like yeah. bouncing off the walls. and <laughs> I was talking to him today at practice, and I said, I know you're excited and I want you to be excited and I want all the fans to just be going crazy and I want your parents and your families to be really excited but we know that in this bat and ball sport in order to perform our best we kind of have to stay even so take that ball of energy that's in your gut just burning and try to put a try to put some walls around it so we can contain it. Um, because I do, I want them to feel all that and take it all in. But we also know that they want to perform at their best. They want to continue performing like they've been performing. And, you know, there's going to be, I won't, I won't call them distractions. There's just some other factors and mostly adrenaline and mostly the fact that it's been 23 months since mm. we've played at home. <laughs> we have we have eight freshmen and, uh, you know, our sophomores and our transfer cameo bar have never played a game at Bowling Stadium.
2: It's it's kind it's of incomprehensible to think about it really. I mean, <laughs> I right? Know. I mean it, you just really <laughs> can't even make it up.
4: I know. I know. So I didn't even realize that until we were talking last week. We were working on sunballs at about five o'clock in the afternoon. I said, yeah. Well get ready. This is what you're and and our second baseman, Cameo Bar, goes, Coach, I've never played a game here. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, that's right. <laughs> That's right. I
2: forgot. It's been a long time, <laughs> yeah. over 600 days since their team's been on their home yeah. field. Well, coach, before we cut you loose, I know you had a, a weekend off um, to kind of hone in on some, some practice work, some training. What are you hoping to see out of your club this week against Penn state?
4: Well, I hope to see, you know, we've made some advancements, you, you know, everybody talks about, gosh, it looks like the pitching in the conference is doing well and it is. And, but you know, I'll tell you what, After nearly 600 days, like you talk about, not seeing live pitching outside against another opponent, I think the pitching really came out ahead of the offense. And even from week one to week two, our offense showed great strides. And and I think our young ones are learning how to stick to a plan and have an approach at the plate, um, and they're buying into that. And so what I hope to see out of our offense is that we're aggressive. We're aggressive attacking balls that we can hit hard. Uh, Penn State pitches well. They have a few pitchers that do a really nice job. And I want to come out and just be really aggressive and continue to do what we've been doing uh, from the circle and also defensively. I think we've played some really good defense behind our pitching. And if we can do that, I think we've, I think I like our chances, Ben.
2: Should be a lot of fun. I really hope I could find some time to get over there and watch your team play. Coach, big day for you and the ball bass sports and your team. I should say congratulations. Should be a big, big, uh, big environment this weekend. I know your team's probably really excited to get out there and play. I know Husker Nation can't wait to get out there and watch it play. Thanks so much for giving a few minutes. Best of luck this weekend against the Nittany Lions.
4: Thank you. And I, I am really excited for all the fans of all the Nebraska sports to get to watch their beloved Huskers. So go Big Red, Ben.